for listening to the All Nations Church podcast. Enjoy this week's message from T. Erlenbach. We hope it leads you into a deeper relationship with Jesus and empowers you to advance the kingdom of God in your community. If you'd like to find out more, head to allnationschurch.org.uk slash podcast. As we were worshipping, God showed me a, a vision or a picture of this place. And this place was packed. And there was a lot of new faces, people I have never seen before. And they were just so captivated in the love of God and worshiping Him and praising Him. Miracles started to break out. But this, what I saw differently than what we've experienced, and this is the prophetic word that links, if you haven't had an opportunity to hear it, listen to Tim Jones' message about this place being a significant place of his presence. That we're going to see signs, wonders, breakthroughs, deliverance. But in this picture, he showed me it wasn't so much from this platform. God's shifting something from platforms through his church and his people. So in this picture, I saw you guys praying for people, seeing people set free. I saw you in the foyer. It's spilling out. We couldn't contain it in this room. I saw the children. The children were in here as well at times. They were involved. They weren't spectators. They were involved. I saw the youth. I saw the older generation. I saw everybody involved because God wants to do something to demonstrate his power, not to a demographic or a generation, but to everyone. Because you see, Jesus is interested in everyone, everywhere. So we invite you to come, wherever you are. In Cardiff, wherever, God told us that people are going to come from everywhere. We've had dreams and pictures that there's going to be people up and down the street lined up waiting to get in because of God's presence, not because of all nations, church. Please hear me. It's because of God. But then I saw some other things happening as there was just, God was breaking our patterns and our programs, not because they're bad, but because he wants to do something new. And I saw us just... Picture was we were praying, we were seeing miracles, we were caught up in worship, but then we were fellowshipping. We were chatting, and then all of a sudden I saw you inviting people you'd never met before to your homes afterwards. It wasn't an organized, we got a schedule. There was a spirit of fellowship coming upon us, even with each other, that you're going to be inviting people you've never invited to your house before. Because I believe in this next phase of not only his presence, and this is where we'll come to where I believe the Lord is taking us this morning. Many of the things that God's going to do is going to happen around tables. Now, we're coming to his table this morning. The Lord's table. You see, something dynamic happens when we come to his table something powerful this table is not static it's alive why because he's 
alive. And so I want you to not think this is something that we have to wait for. God is saying, I want to activate it now. So we're not waiting, we're just living. I can already hear the testimonies coming through, through you guys, through here, of God already doing this. So he's just going to confirm it with even more signs, wonders, miracles, and healings. There'll be a spontaneous spirit in us instead of a a boxed in. There's going to be a spontaneous of freedom that's going to, might cause us to have to rearrange our schedules. But if, this is what I want to say to you, because our God is good, because our Father is good, when he brings about change in you and I, it is only for our good and his good. Why? Because he is a good God. So it's not something we have to fight about. It is into goodness, into the fullness of what he wants. But I just want to read from you. A brother sent me this. Um, it, it was a quote from a, uh, another minister. I don't know him. But he just said this. His name is Matt Gonzales. Gonzales. I hope I pronounced that right. But this is what he said. The move of God will be around tables, not platforms. It will be around coffee tables, family tables, and board tables. It's a move that will be centered around partnership, discipleship, community, identity, his presence, and provision. There will be a deeper revelation and understanding of all these aspects will begin to be revealed at a greater aspect around the table. This move is going to start around tables, and he says this, and it will move to stadiums. We're going to come to the Lord's table in a moment, and we've been doing it every week together. I can count nearly 62 times since the pandemic started, we have come around his table, and every time we have, he has provided I know some people that have done it every day 435 times in the space of 14 months coming around the table. How do we stop something like this that God has called us to to be, stop it becoming religious? Two things. Remember and proclaim. Your posture when we come to hear it's not a remember of nostalgia. It's remembering his, what he's done for you and me. It's a posture of thanks. When we come from that posture of thanks, God releases. And then proclaiming his death. I'm not talking about a morbid. I'm talking about a death that gave you and I. Yeah? Salvation. That forgave us our sins and set us free that proclaims that promise is same today as it is yesterday. That their yes and amen as Pedro was leading us in worship, their yes and amen. The promise, the new covenant, Jesus himself came to fulfill it all by laying his life down. And we get to remember and proclaim. 
It's so good. Coming around his table is the most wonderful thing. And that's why I believe in this next season that as we come around his table, and we will continue as a, as a, as a church, but continue to do it often. Do it in your homes. Can I encourage you, young people that are at schools and you have fellow brothers and sisters in Christ with you, when you have lunch together, break bread. Don't be ashamed because there's power in the table. Do you know the table can be an evangelism tool to others as they watch and see what is happening and something in them says, that looks like community, that looks like friendship, that looks like something I want to be part of. In your workplaces, everywhere, in a field, there's no limit. Do you know we've been speaking on the king and his kingdom and you know it's the only physical symbol of everything, the physical symbol, a tool that he's given you and I to show that his kingdom is alive today, that the king is worthy, and the king is seated high on his throne. And do you know that in the Old Testament, in, when they were designing the tabernacle, there was a table and it was a place where the bread of presence was laid. Because of the things God's promised you and me and others and beyond us is that his presence is going to be with us, in us, and go before us. And as we come to his table today, his presence is here. His presence is with us at the table. His presence goes before us. His presence goes behind us, through us, in us. There's nowhere I can flee from his presence. Within the Old Testament, I'll try to explain it as short as I can. In the tabernacle, there was the holy and then the holy of holies. And there was a curtain that divided the ark, which was the presence of God. But in that holy place was a lamp, a table, and an altar. Three things. Not everybody could go there. Only the approved priests could go there. The table of presence, the lamp that showed light for them to do what they needed to do, and the altar of incense, which was for nobody, but was just an incense to cause a fragrant offering to God. Three things. But yet Jesus speaks to us in all those three things. Jesus is the lamp, the light of the world. You know, he lights our lives up so we can do what we've been called to do. Do you know that this altar of incense, it often refers to Jesus being a fragrant offering to God when he laid his life down. It smelled because he was pleased. Do you know when we lay our lives down, it's a fragrant offering to God? And then, of course, the table of presence, it was significant knowing that God is their provision. We read that later. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I'm your everything. And so as we come this morning, we realize that he is the light of our lives. 
He's a sacrificial, continual offering for us. And he's the bread of presence. The present that is present. You understand this? His presence is present. Amen? If you have your Bibles with you, and if you have your Bibles at home, electronically, digitally, turn with me to 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26. from the NIV. Shout hallelujah when you're there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's good to hear you. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way after the supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Remember and proclaim. Those are the two things. And like I said before, remembering is more than just remembering Jesus It's a posture of thanks to give, believe, and receive. So let me say it again. It's a posture of thanks to remember, to give him thanks. Lord, I want to thank you that you laid your life down for me. Father, I want to thank you that you sent your one and only son to die for me. Lord, I want to thank you for your forgiveness that I am cleansed and I am made new and whole. Father, I want to thank you that when you died and rose again, not only did you destroy death, but you brought health and healing. That you gave me access to walk in the fullness of health and healing. Lord, I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for your ta- that it's a place of restoration, that you brought us back to bring us whole together again. Not just Jews, but all mankind. This means there is no racism. This means there is no difference of skin color or nation. Jesus' heart was to bring every nation together as one, together in one family. I love my brothers and sisters. Black, white, yellow, purple, green, whatever they are, we're all family. We're all family because of what Jesus has done for you and me. And so we remember from a posture of thanks and we receive those promises. And then he says, proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Be ready to proclaim his death. That's talking about and reminding each other as we come around the table to say, his death brought us victory. His death brought us wholeness. His death brought about salvation. His death. His death brought us in right relationship with him and the Father. His death and his resurrection are beautiful. So we're going to come around the table. There's just a few more things I just want to share with us. So I want to encourage us to do it often. 
Like I said, some people in our church body have done it over 439 times since we started at the pandemic. To stop it becoming religious, it's all about how we come. Because if you just do it, it becomes religious. But I have to decide before I come what I'm believing Jesus to do again and declare who he is to everybody. So, if you have your Bibles, well, you still have them, sorry, you still have them with you. Uh, Isaiah 42. And I'm just going to read from verse 5 through 9. This is what God the Lord says, the creator of heaven, the creator of the heavens, who stretches them out, who spreads out the earth, will that that springs from it, who gives birth to its people and life to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and I will make you to be a covenant for the people and the light for the Gentiles to open the eyes of the blind, to free captives from prisons, to release the, from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not yield my glory to another or my praise to idols. I just want to stop there before we read the last one. This is talking about Jesus and who he is and what he's going to do. And remember, this is what he says. I will be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles. This breaks away the dividing wall. It's for everybody. To open the eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison. I love this. And to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. That is our king. He's not afraid to go to the darkness. As others would be. He goes right into it. And what does light do? It lights up the darkness. Yeah, he's not afraid of it. Whatever your challenge that you fear, whatever you face, whatever people hear in the message, Jesus, no matter how dark your situation is, no matter how hard it is or how hateful, Jesus, the Father, have come to light the darkness up, to come and rescue you and save you. That's our King. That's our Jesus. This is the King and His kingdom. And it speaks and proclaims over and over again. Now I want to finish this with this last verse. I trust this will bless you. See, the former things have taken place, and new things I declare. Before they spring brief into being, I announce them to you. New things, fresh things for all of us. Freshness and experiencing as we come around the Lord's table today. So let's just take a moment And remember, just from where you're at, where you're at at home, just begin to give him thanks. Just let the Holy Spirit remind you. Just give him thanks and remember him for your salvation. For not afraid coming to you at your darkest moment and rescuing you. Being faithful and committed. Never giving up. Let's just take a moment and just 
thank you. Thank you, Lord. If you have your bread, let's take the bread. This is his body. Remembering what he's done, he was broken and made whole for you and me. So, Father, I want to say thank you for sending your one and only Son to us. We want to thank Jesus. Jesus, we want to thank you that you and the Father together work together. Nothing was forced upon you, but you chose to lay your life down. So we say thank you. Nothing was forced upon you. You did it because you love us. And you do it because you love the Father. So Lord, we want to say thank you and that we love you, Lord, and that we're going to do the same. Because you live in us and through us, we will lay our lives down. We're prepared to do that every day for one another, for our enemies, because that's what love does. So, Lord, we say thank you. In Jesus' name, let's take the bread together. Hallelujah. And if you have your cup, Lord, again, we say thank you. That as your blood spilled from that cross, it gave us all forgiveness and restoration to you, Father. So we say thank you, Lord. Thank you that in this cup, it's a cup of blessing, that there's health in this cup. That as we drink it in faith, knowing by your wounds we have been healed, by your stripes we have been healed. The promise still stands today and over and grows ever even more. So Lord, we come and for those that need a touch from God as you drink this cup, receive health in Jesus' name. Amen. going to be the close of our time today. I know it's a bit shorter, but I just felt that's what the Lord wanted to do. But I'm with you next week as well. And I just feel the Lord prompt me to share with you next week. We're going to learn about the table in the midst of a storm. So I want you this week to read Acts chapter 27. Excuse me. Acts 27 read that this week. We'll come back next week. And we're going to read how even in the midst of a storm, God brings you strength. Because that is who he is. A way maker, a miracle worker, and a promise keeper. And we're going to see that next week as we read Acts 1, or Acts 27. And then we're going to hear what the Lord wants to say to us. Amen? Amen. God bless you guys. 
We trust you have been encouraged by what you've heard. If you'd like to get connected, you can write to us at hello at allnationschurch.org.uk or call us on 029-2052-4125. Thank you so much for tuning in.